0: It's our weekly podcast. We're just going to have the uh, the Austrian race and uh,
1: just you know bits and pieces. You know? Yeah, yeah. So obviously we we missed our Monday slot. So we said we come in and we do a little podcast just to, you know, I suppose, get people's week back on track. Isn't that, right, Jay? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, now before we get into it, I do want to say best of luck to Keith Ewan and team. They have recently relaunched their podcast Away from Crash. It's like oh, Moto GP. Good, good, good. Yeah, I uh, found it there a couple of days ago. So make sure you give them a bit of support and tune in there. They're they're doing it with the original host. I can't remember his name. My bad. And Keith. And then they're bringing in guests uh, every week. They brought in one of my favorite guests or one of my favorite commentators ever. I don't know if you have ever remember a guy called Julian Ryder. Moto GP Jules is his Twitter. Yeah. Title. Yes, uh, yeah, I I just think he was just hilarious to, to watch. He actually brought so much enthusiasm, but uh, they've, they've a couple of them out now. And uh, look, just wanted to say best of luck, and uh, so yeah, so yeah,
0: the only thing that held that held them back, you could see it, was the uh, this you know, they had lawyers behind them, like you could hey. tell they, they had the PC, you know, hold them, they're worried about lawyers calling them and all that kind of crap, you know, yeah.
1: Well, look, mm-hmm. I suppose, look, it's a it is a reputable uh. Um, Brand crash, so you know what I mean, of course, mm-hmm. there would be some sort of restrictions. It's not like two it's like ourselves, yeah. Can yeah, literally say whatever we want, and the only ones that will ever frown is that if we're in seed inside the in Moto GP paddock, we're probably going to be shot. But yeah. anyway, that's that's fine. Uh, I we're suppose being look, honest, too. Come on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so look, yeah, I think, uh, for myself, yeah, this this, this race weekend was a pretty weird one. Uh, I suppose people mainly heard video yesterday about the my rant about the stewards. And, like, I'll be honest, like they really genuinely piss me off, right? And I get pissed off so badly about it. Now, just to put it into context for people, I was a clerk of the course in go-kart racing, right? I fully understand that being a steward or being an official member of punishments and all of this shit, right? You're never gonna make anyone happy. Never make everyone happy. Your your job is to enforce the rules that are out there. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you have to make uh there's gray areas and that's fine. But the level of for me, I find it it's it's it, it it just frustrates because it takes an awful lot away from from the sport. Like we had Peko touching the line in in Silverstone. Nothing done. Binder was fucking screwed in Assen, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I, I
0: wonder about that. That that green line that the 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 sensor that goes in there because and in the, in the, does it go into the pavement? I have to find out. Or is it, it some? Of...
1: I believe it. I believe it's like a. I believe it is a small sensor. Yeah. Now, do, yeah, is it is a it's pressure magnetic? sensor or? Is it a pressure sensor or is it is it a light sensor that I don't know? But like he was clearly, in my view, he was off, right? But right. then, you know, they're saying, "Oh, he wasn't close enough to make an attack, so that's why we didn't penalize him." Same, very same thing with uh, actually in in last weekend's race in in Austria and Sunday's Moto Two race, Acosta touched the green line on the last lap. No, he was behind uh, vieti or whatever his name is. And he wasn't penalized because he wasn't close enough to the writer. So for me, I'm like, okay, so you can... But you the censor didn't
0: go off, off in, in, in Pecco's case i
1: a red. Yeah, they're saying it didn't go off, which is probably fair. But again, like, realistically... Two guys are battling for the fucking race, right? Mm. If you are trying to carry more speed around a corner than someone, you're going to run a little bit wide. If that person is <laughs> already running wide, how are you? It, 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 look, it, it's if he's a foot off, you're like, all right, okay, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there, there is no room. Now, saying that, if we really wanted to be assholes about it, right, the curb is is technically not part of the racetrack. Right. right, you're on the curb. You're out. You're supposedly out of control. Right, so the racetrack is defined by the white lines, and that's a rule. So if you go outside yeah. the white lines of the racetrack, you're technically out of bounds. Right. So, but it's just for me when they're when they're doing that, and then they don't take any notice of it, and then with all the modern technology that they do fucking have, right? Yeah, one fella steams up the inside, takes someone out, like. Martin was never going to stop, right? He was no. never going to stop. Unless he he's never making that corner, no. I do think Maverick, I won't say he was 100% at fault, but he did squeeze the corner, right? Yeah. And, and for me, the stewards then to say, oh, we can't make a decision. What the fuck can you not make a decision? Do you know what I mean? How yeah. can you not make a decision? You could make a decision that Fabio bumps the fella off. And he did. Fabio deservedly. He hit him. He caused your man to crash. Done. Right. Did he intentionally hit him? I probably don't think so. No. But he gets a long lap. Martin then hits Marini. Did he mean to hit him? No. Did Marini want to give up the space? No. Did Marini hit the gravel? Yes. Was there a penalty? No. And it's like, how the fuck do you actually yeah like do you feel guilty cashing your paycheck like because you, you you're you just so inconsistent like do you actually feel guilty about doing a shit job and as you can see i'm very animated it took me like three days to make the other video the video because i was i'm really annoyed about the stewards because it's just taking away from things like i don't want to see people penalized right i want to see rough and tough racing but if you're going to do Jack Miller for 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 picking up someone, Joe, you know I mean? and not even really yeah. properly touching them, just like just like a love tap, right? It's just like okay. So then I'm like, all right, Martin gets a penalty, and he gets a fucking long lap for the next race, right? Mm-hmm. Which he can practice the following morning in morning up. No, he crashed when he did it, right? But so I think kind of karma, uh-huh, right? But. What fucking good is a penalty if you can practice it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree totally. So, so if no, you go in there it's the first time, just cut a penalty down. Yeah, so know? if you
1: can go in there the first time, it's going to take you longer than you go in there the fifth time because you're right. going to be used to how exactly how it goes. And this was the same, and I mentioned this last year in Silverstone when Fabio was practicing his thing. Yeah. So if anyone says that I'm a Yamaha fanboy, all this stuff. I said the same thing last year, like a penalty within a race is a long lap in my opinion right but a penalty for the next race is a grid penalty it rides through whatever it is like it's just just it fucking infuriates me that riders are being treated like that Do you know what i mean like it, it, the thing is
0: it's so inconsistent it's like we had taka and then you had mark marquez on multiple you know occasions just bashing into people right so any rider turns looking turn around and go, it's, you set a precedent, oh, what are you busting my shoes for? Look at this,
1: right? Now, now you know? saying, saying that, right, I think the world would have fucking imploded, absolutely imploded, if it was Mar- Marquez did what Martin did. I think they would just like, poof. Oh, everyone would Mar- be
0: like... Ah! I'm a Marquez fan for his riding skills. I can understand it. Like, you, you've had this coming. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a payback. Yeah. Mm.
1: Exactly, and like it's just like, but look, I think really, like, I I think at this stage, like, MotoGP need to cop the fuck on and get proper stewards in there, right? Yeah, clearly they're not fit for purpose. Now, is it the fact that they're they're stewarding all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Like, I know in Formula One, for example, there's certain race stewards only for F1. So, anytime there's an F1 practice, it's only for that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if yeah. there's F3 or fucking F2 or whatever, it's a different set of stewards. Does that make sense? Right. So that yeah. the people that are there are not burnt out. I don't know. But, like, for me, I was just like, ooh, I was like, getting the fucking mads on Sunday evening because I was just like, you know, yeah, it just it, it just didn't make sense. But anyway, onto more positive and happy stuff. Peko. Peko. <laughs> Gotta get me. it, <laughs> Okay. It it's just it's just yeah I, I, I was just thinking the Terminator when I was watching him on Sunday like it was just so calm like so collected no feelings or no thing Um, but I just thought wow Joe, it, was, it was one of those moments where I actually just sat back and I just like you watched him Saturday right but he did the exact same thing probably with a little bit more position or yeah, a little bit more accuracy, I suppose, or precision on Sunday, and it was just like never under pressure, hitting his lines, boom, 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 and you're just like, is and, there you know, fucking I, he, anyone?
0: His engineer, he there, he got a good engineer. that's a real good setup guy, mm-hmm. where he has really improved because I can remember when he when he couldn't set up a mini bike.
1: Yeah, now, but I, now, I, that I think hat, I know? think you know I always say like there, there, there's there's a couple of moments that are big in your in your racing life and like the first one is your first podium, second one is your second or is your first win. And the third one is your first championship. And it's kind of when you like when you get your first podium you get a belief that okay actually maybe I belong with these fast guys. When you get your first win you're like I can actually beat these guys. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? And when you win your first championship it's like I belong. No, now, now it comes with the pressure, right? I always believe to to leg- legitimise your first championship. You have to win a second, right? So it doesn't mean that you, but it means the thing. But I think the, in the way Pecco won it last year, you know, he still. I think there's an inner belief now, and they got they have the bike dialed now. Do you know what I mean? The first yeah. few races that bike wasn't dialed, and, uh, and he didn't wasn't happy. You and know then that. he improved once huh? and then he he improved once he settled. Jordan the bike settled and he's gone on his merry way. And I think you know, it's classic now that like you, you don't worry on a Friday if Pekos slow. Yeah, you don't. don't you you just know he'll have a figure. Is that data from the other bikes? Probably. Do you know what I mean? From the other four well, well, it's eight to eight bikes, but yeah, but you can only use three, right? But you can see, you uh, can see, yeah, realistically. And you can see from how Bastanini is struggling. That yeah, is what is up difference. with him? I there mean, is a big difference in the feeling between the bikes. So, look, I think for Pecco, you know, he's just fucking amazing, to be very honest. Binder, Always he, said like, he was phenomenal. If he, like, I, I will be honest on new tires, no one can stick with the KTM. But as soon as that tire drops, mm. KTM is gone. I know that's just my opinion, but uh I, I think he was really, really good, uh, really solid. Polo Spagaro I have to say, fuck me in the sprint race. Now I know people went out and stuff like that, and there was issues, but like sixth place is still a good, good thing uh for him. So I was really, really, really interested. But for you me, it's
0: you realize P- KTM? you look at their setup first off i keep i'm always amazed that they're going on still being able to get away with using a uh, steel trellis chassis because so old (laughs) (laughs) that's heck. but everything they have is new they're out there like a lone island okay Mm -hmm. getting the job done they're 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 cooking bottle washer for the the the, the, everything on that bike
1: yeah no i look i I was was looking at things there about it right being honest and i was like you know, I know. I've always said KTM need to go to Olin's and this, that, and the other, and and probably at this stage now they probably have six or seven Olin's techs building their WP suspension with them, right? So it's yeah. yeah. So so it might as well be Olin's, right? But saying that, like y- y- you do credit them for going their own way and not conforming to everyone else, and you know, it, it's good. But and but you know, I still. They're they're just missing that little bit now. Uh, Pipira and uh, Gidati have come out and said that they target the twenty twenty four championship for riders championship. Really? Yeah. Now I I just don't know with Brad and Jack do they have that combination personally?
0: Hey, and know who owns controlling interest of KTN? Who? CF Moto. They bought it in two thousand. This controlling interest in two thousand thirteen. You know the you know the FIM always has that mystery that mystery factory. I wonder if it's KTM. I mean a, a CF CF Moto because they're itching to get in the racing and now they're coming out with a 1000cc V4. Um, I don't know. Like yeah. oh, it's
1: it, it's a big step to come in and Yeah, I they, they I don't they know they're going to come one. in under the, Yeah, I think it'll be under different regulations if I'm honest. Um but yeah, and then I suppose we have to talk about dear old, the flipping Frenchman, Zerko. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. I you knew know, knew I didn't you call that happen. one. I knew that was going to happen, you know. Like, for for me, the way I, I see it, or saw it, was that, right, everyone was fucking already talking that he was gone, right? So he wasn't feeling the love from Ducati anymore because right. everyone was talking about replacing him. But he was old. Old.
0: He was pretty level-headed about it. I saw him an in interview and he's like, I'm 30 33 or 34 years old. I've had a long run, you know. And and I get I get I get a good I get a good man of uh, you know, can't, hey, win. can't win. And hey, then up the three years, you know, on a contract. And how can I pass it up? It's a, it's a great deal. And it's right.
1: It's the end of your career sort of stuff. Throw that you, yeah, it, it's, it's the going to, to Saudi Arabia as a footballer and getting paid $100 million a year with yeah. 37 and, and passed it. So, yeah, so it's like for me, I, when, I, when I looked at it, it was like it was more so that everyone had already, even Ducati, had already told them that he was done. And for me, I think it was the fact that they were only giving him a one-year deal. And if you if you look at it back to around, okay, a little bit earlier this last year, they gave Jack Miller a one-year deal as well. Now, yeah, yet, stay with us if you want it, but, you know. And it was kind of making it so unattractive to them that, of course, they're going to move. Yeah. Now, look, he's 100% right, in my view. He's a brilliant development writer. He has massive knowledge of how the Ducati works. And like I, I know in some of the comments that we've had, he can tell Honda how a good bike feels. So, and mm-hmm. what that means is not that the bike is good. It's we all know that Ducati is one of the best bikes, if not the best bike. Yeah, I, there, I right? It's the best bike, yeah. So he can tell Honda how that bike feels going around the corner compared to what they have, right? So at least, like, and and how it should feel. This is this. Exactly. You know, exactly and so when they when he goes into the corner his first time in fucking in herreth and on a Honda this year back with and he, shit. And he's a, and he just says well look normally on the ducati this is what this is what happens we roll in there's maybe a, maybe a little bit of free movement at the start of the corner as we go through the corner and come onto the power or whatever right Whereas what the Honda is doing is this. So they can give, he can give that engineer in that little bit of a statement, he can tell the engineers this is what's happening with the frame. This is happening, the flex in the tubes. So, I mean, everything that your man will need to maybe build a better bike. We don't know what Honda. Um,
0: Yeah. So, again, one thing, by the way, you see them, they're they're changing the arrow up. And it seems like that last race that they're actually trying, like on their own trying. It's not a big copy deal. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not this folks. This is the way you're supposed to, when I say performance finds its own level that they keep working. And eventually it, it, and quickly is more than anything goes up and they'll, they'll find their own level. If the engineering skill is there, they'll, they'll be competitive again. All right. Mm-hmm. And it makes the racing improves the breed. Not only does the bike get better, but the engineers get better and their production bikes getting better, because God knows Honda needs better production bikes, too, if you're talking the last third bikes. Yeah, well,
1: look, we'll, we'll stick to the MotoGP bikes, right, because that's the ones that we can definitely comment on, right? And I think you're bang on, right? I think I think the aerodynamics that Honda brought in, while they are similar the, on the front pods, right, or the, the front wings, the side wings are very different to, to what other others are yeah. The side panel of. And I'll give that to them. And you can definitely sense that there is an aerodynamicist or an aerodynamic team now working within it so i give them kudos on that you know but they have a long long way to go aero aero is not going to solve the problem and the more aero they put on the more they're actually increasing the problem of what marquez said about that the fact that they have no acceleration coming out of the corner oh yeah Mm -hmm. so At least they're
0: working on their own. It's not like they're going, oh, hinder somebody else's uh, this, you know, hinder somebody else's tech, and we'll get it banned and all this other bullshit, lying through their teeth. You know, that's what gets under my skin. You know,
1: yeah. Look, it's for me. uh Like they're doing far more than Yamaha. Yamaha, I know you're
0: tough on Yamaha because you're, you're you're a Yamaha fan. I think Yamaha just went. They held out too long with the inline four, even though I once liked to see the inline four keep running. Yeah, uh, but
1: even 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 with the aero updates that they brought, right? Like they've only now brought in the front, the front aerofoil properties. So they've now they got it right, right? The side the downward ducks at the side of it, like that was fucking brought in at the start of 2021. Yeah. The start of twenty twenty one, and we're halfway through twenty twenty three. Like wake the fuck up, hello. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And that's so an executive
0: decision. I bet you they went. Well, if you put it on there now, we're going to make a new bike and we're not going to be able to use it. Why do it now? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a waste look, of money.
1: Yeah, but look, I guess I suppose look, they're they're, they're just they're just very very fair behind. And look, they look they've called themselves out, which is good. Gives me a little bit of hope. But I suppose the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and we're only going to do a quick show today, so it's probably one of our last topics, and that's Now, There's a couple of things that I was watching after this race weekend. Firstly, and foremostly, Valentino was very involved in the decision-making here with Pasecki. And Pasecki has come out and said, you know, Valentino doesn't really want me to move. I'm very happy here, yada, 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 now the other thing that I noticed, and I don't know, did you notice this? But after the race on Sunday, Pecco was on one side, and Beseky was on the other side, and Valentino was in the middle on the racetrack when they were all celebrating. And Valentino was fucking like a fucking flight to shit all over Beseky, hugging him, kissing him, this and that and <clears> the other. Right? And he was barely now he he was talking with Be- with Pecco and whatever. It drove to me, but it was the love was definitely towards Beseky. <laughs> Right. And I was just like, God, hmm, do you know? And thinking about it then, I was like, for me, they're re- what Valentino is really, really worried about is controlling Besecchi's contract. Because if he has full control of Besecchi's contract, then he has control of Busecki. Yeah. So if Valley if vale wants to go to Yamaha, he can bring Besecchi with him.
0: Oh, that would be a mess. That's a hard sell though, buddy. That's a it real tough sell.
1: It is, but if he contracts him for two years and he decides next year to flip to Yamaha, he has to. Yeah. True. So I believe that the, the, the tug of war right now is between is 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 between it's not between will Buseki go to, to Ducati. It's over Besecki's contract itself it's not about what team he will land in it's all about the, it's all about the contract they could put him into a into pramac on a factory bike but valet wants to own his contract and not ducati because it, but if he goes to a factory bike ducati are saying we want to own the contract does that make right. sense
0: yeah oh yeah and he's
1: like hell fucking no you're not getting that you know what i mean and then i was kind of thinking to myself
0: yeah, but does Bazaki wanna jump off of the the, the, the it's it's giving him su- such success right now?
1: So the ne- so, ne- so next year he's on a Ducati, regardless, right. right? So he's on a Ducati next year. So and he'll sign a, a year or two to year deal with, with, with things. So but but VR forty six contract is up at the end of next year with Ducati. And if they didn't choose to go to Yamaha next year, he has to go. Because he's contracted like, with you me, know, 46
0: that, Yeah, but that's pretty simple, straightforward. Do you think his manager wouldn't see that coming and go, hey, listen? You no. Know,
1: yeah, yeah. You, Hello, Jake. Yeah. he is his fucking manager. <laughs> that's I, the thing. He was,
0: he, I didn't know he was. I thought he was just a VR, VR46 writers. a zone, say team manager, not. Uh, no, uh, no, a team no manager, VR46. Not a writer
1: manager. No, VR46 Writer Academy is his manager. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's why Rossi doesn't want to lose. So that's where I'm saying. That's why it gets so. Well, I find it very interesting because it's actually a tug of war over who owns the contract, not right. The writer. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, with <laughs> with all of this happening, Zarco leaving, I heard originally Jake Dixon was supposed to go to Gracini because they wanted to get a British writer on on, on there, but I don't think that's going to happen now. I think he's going to resign. With Asper, um, Morbidelli could possibly take that Pramac Ducati seat.
0: That's a, that's a shame.
1: I think Morbidelli. Well, I uh, look, I'd like to see him have another chance and just see. Like, is it the fucking areas of the Yamaha? Now, the other thing I would say about Busecki going to Pramac, right? I just don't think Busecki has enough experience yet in the top class to develop a bike so if you look at how Pecco struggled this year to get the GP23 going yeah. if he goes to the 24 is like is Bisecki better off getting on a bike that's already dialed in and fucking going unless there's going to be a major jump in the Ducati next year which is not really going to happen to be fair um, you know so I think I personally think he's best off staying in the in the VR46 team but again, I suppose other people would, would would think a little bit different on it. And then maybe Digi Antonio is free or is safe. Who'd you bring up? Tony Arbolino's not coming up. He's going to re sign with Mark BDS. Mark Marquez. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking interesting, all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> Two Marquez brothers in the Cressini fucking satellite deep and they fucking burning it up. I have yeah. a
0: feeling that Marquez is looking to get out. Any way you look at it, he's 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 looking for the door like a dog wanting to take take a shit. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I think I I personally believe he is too. But I, like, will he will he get out of it? Like, he has to get out of it to go to a team that that. Well, I suppose look look himself Honda and Yamaha are definitely in Charlie's. So any team actually would be probably better. You know what I mean? So no, I guess.
0: And and any team he goes to is they're going to give him the top-notch materials, parts anyway. Yeah, yes. will suddenly have the best, the latest, the latest and greatest parts.
1: Yeah, with well, a lot
0: of dollar in that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I just look, I just think the whole the the whole thing, the whole Ducati thing, um, is the linchpin to what's going to go on and happen. So I definitely think it's going to be fairly interesting to see what does happen. There, I think probably the next two to three weeks, like because KTM d- deal, I know there was an article out on Speed Week just before or on Saturday, where they were saying they shut KTM down again. that Dorna had another meeting with them in the in the Red Bull Ring, and they're like, "No, we're definitely not doing." It. I still don't believe that that's a dead duck, and I really genuinely don't. I think they're they I think KTM are pushing and fighting all the way to try and make it happen. And that's what i'm talking
0: about that cf moto deal because like there's their thorn is holding on to this you know mystery factory and who is it i mean they seem like they're holding on to it for, for dear life and it, it's it's a like who is it and that cf moto is the only one that has the money all right they've been working there they are ktm they've had the control of the interest of ktm since 2013 so they have a tap-in for the tech right mm-hmm. they want to go racing yeah, maybe. You know, I, I that, don't know.
1: That's the only thing I can think of. Because anybody else, I don't think Kawasaki's coming. I don't think BMW's coming. I think we, I think we, no, I don't think Kawasaki, BMW, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. So, yeah. Well, look, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a fairly interesting space over the next couple of weeks to watch out. Um. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think that we'll, we'll wrap it up there for, for yeah. this week, Jakey Boo. I think it's, um, yeah. Uh there's a lot still to go through, and I suppose we'll catch up again on a Saturday or Sunday and we, we'll we'll uh, go through it. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's um like there was there was a lot went on in that race weekend, stewards, riders, rider changes, you know, and I think there's a lot of still disturbance in the force. Um uh, so yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. these when I say that, the CF Moto C four fifty beat out yeah. the Honda C B R uh C B yeah, CBR five hundred, the one of the entry level bikes in the comparisons, all the comparisons. Mr. Honda gotta be rolling his freaking grave the day the Chinese bike beats one of his bikes out in a comparison.
1: I don't know, but I look I, I I'm very old school when it comes to bikes, as you know, spokes and all right. <laughs> but like I never, ever, ever in my life read a comparison. Well, sorry. I never took with a grain of salt a comparison in my life because I've always like, how did that bike make you feel? No. We don't even
0: have, get this here, we don't have, yeah, yeah. You have cycle world and like you have a uh, bike and you know where you're at and yeah, rider, yeah. sport They've all went out of business here.
1: All oh, right. No. So no, The only
0: thing like, we have is, is the internet. All right. right okay or so. you're saying i had something back in 19 you know 30 years ago that kind of bullshit you
1: know
0: what i mean And
1: you know 19 dickity uh, yeah, things yeah. have changed in 30 years you know they don't you know but yeah, um, yeah. i'm always yeah I, I was always kind of the way to try you know like if i like the bike i'd try and wait either for me uh me to get one or a friend to get one or or whatever ride it and then do you like it or do you not like it because you know, with the bike comparison, do and like like those guys say forty four teeth, for example, right? They're, yeah. they're great guys; and they do really good reviews. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't have the same sort of feelings that that they would draw on a bike. Do mean? So I'd be very more switched on to like, yeah, it could be good, but maybe I just don't like it. Do you mean? It's just. No. So I think I think you have to physically sit in it, feel it. Oh well, yeah. well, they're
0: all the same across the board. When I said the. The, the Europeans have beat the, the Japanese for the past 15 years straight. I mean, it's every single one for 15 years. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point of, you know, blatant. So they, they can't all be wrong. But there's a reason for that. I told you with the money and all that kind of crap. With their Japanese economy, that took a kick in the teeth is what really. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. threw everything to a screeching halt. Is what happened.
1: Yeah. Anyway, right, lads. So we'll wrap it up there this week. And uh, we'll be back again next Monday. Uh, at the usual time, the usual spot, doing yep. the usual shit talking. Yeah,
0: yes. I to get. It. One day, you gotta tell me I got to get my computer to put it, to put my thing back on my television because I got a new. I got a new laptop, and I can't get it to go on, on the TV. You broke it. I got it brand new, uh, and I, for some, there's something about imaging or something. When like I have a cable from the laptop to the TV, and right, I can't uh, switch across.
1: Oh well. We will, we, we will have a very entertaining WhatsApp call and I'll help you out. With that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like, what the hell going on? What the hell? Stick it in the hole. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, peace out, everyone, and we'll see, see you it all on Monday.